Welcome to A Court of Swish and Flick, A Court of Thorns and Roses podcast. To the people who look at the stars and wish, we welcome you to the fifth episode of A Court of Swish and Flick. This episode is sponsored by the Puff Puff Jess. Thank you. Thanks, Jess. Should I say thank you, Jess, as well, or can I just say thanks? You can say it's thanks. Whatever your heart desires. Puff, puff, okay. thanks. <laughs> sure. Thank you for being you. Anywho, I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. <laughs> I'm Katie. And I guess I'm still Sarah. Oh, good. So today we will be discussing chapter four of A Court of Thorns and Roses. Never heard of it. Me neither. Make sure to follow us on your preferred <laughs> podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends, because if you like us, then they will too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Court of Swish and Flick and Twitter at ACOSAF. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash A Court of Swish and Flick. By supporting our podcast, it keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Facebook group and Discord channel. Thank you all so much for your support. If you have any questions or concerns, you can send them to our email at a court of swish and flick at gmail.com. Thank you, Megan. Anytime. Beautiful snaps <laughs> for Maggie. Okay, so when I read this chapter again, all I could think of was Cusco busting through the door and saying, Boom, baby. Ha! Boom, baby. <laughs> I love that. Oh, so Tamlin, who we don't know is Tamlin, is here, dressed in his best furs. And it's all a blur of snarls and screams and cold blasting into the room. Yeah, didn't he, like, knock the door off the hinges? Like, these people still have to live there. (laughs) And it's wintertime. It's a drama Granted, they do get a better house, but still. Yeah. How long? How long? Am I the drama? <laughs> How long between now and the new house is it? I don't know. I don't know oh, either. Well, so like when Feyre goes back, it's it's spring, I think, there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're being at her home, not <laughs> Not spring court. Is that what you're <laughs> Are you dying because you think I meant his house? I meant her family's house. Yes. I thought you were talking about the spring court. No, I was like, yes, it is. It's always spring. Oh, I hurt. Oh, so what are we asking? How long? Standing before me was the most beautiful man I'd ever seen. Shut up. Don't you worry. Not yet, baby. (laughs) I'm just trying to read. When he like explains what he did. No, when she's back home. So she, he's making her leave and she's going back home. So it's chapter 28 when she's leaving and talking to Alice and Lucian's mad. Um, What's new? She goes on a deep thing of magic, blah, blah, blah. It's a chateau of white marble and emerald roofs, nearly as large as Tamlin's Manor. What season is it? 
It just says, I peered out the window to see a sloping drive lined with uh, conical hedges and irises. I had never been here before. Um, so we don't really know. But like it's, they were it's pretty, warm enough that like her sister's settled. out there in the garden. Yeah. So it at least is spring. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll take it. I'm just trying to... I don't know. It doesn't really... I, I, I'm not gathering any... Seasonal feels? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So this beast was not a Martax, but it was something different. It was as large as a horse, had a feline-like body, and a wolfish-like head. There were also curled elk-like horns protruding from its head. It also had black dagger-like claws and yellow fangs. And because I'm, like, reading all this at once, and it it sounds just so utterly ridiculous. And so I looked up. If you scroll down in the doc, you can see that somebody... Um, made some nice art on what Tamlin's beast form could look like. That's way cooler than what I pictured. I honestly, I kind of forgot about some of those things, and he really just looked like a wolf to me in my head. Uh, Same. I thought, I don't know why I pictured him standing on, like, essentially his hind legs. Yeah, Yeah, like uh, the beast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess, yeah. But it's just interesting, like, you read all that at once, and you're like, what the hell is this thing? But if you think about it, like, Beast, from we're talking about Beauty and the Beast, he, he has horns as well. He does, you're right. And, I don't know. It's just it's just very interesting. I wonder how they will make that um, come to screen. True. I you just know? really want to skip to a season two. I am <laughs> interested. Well, for sure, because yes. my baby Cassie ain't in the first season. It won't be. But I don't know. Are they going to do something? I, I, I'm just nervous. Are they going to do something like... Um, Shadow and Bone, where Shad- it's all the same universe with Shadow and Bone and um, like the Six of Crows, where like, but they put the storylines together. Oh, kind of, mm. uh, so like, you think they're gonna like combine seasons well, with books, like I, the books? I don't know. Mm. I don't know if like if they'll have like sh- so. Like, I do think for season will be skip over the season one. <laughs> they've got to but people who well, are coming in the story people who are coming in without book yes. knowledge are gonna enjoy it but like i wonder if they're gonna bring Forget in like them. the inner circle <laughs> but like have them be at home and being like wondering where reese is but then that's kind of also like cluing us into the fact that like he's not yeah exactly who he says, who he, he, says he is yeah he's not a bad um, guy well yeah. i mean it depends on what he's you, bad in the best way well depends on how you look at it you know <sighs> would you look at it so, Favor doesn't have any time to feel afraid, and somehow she ends up between the beast and her sisters. And the beast yells out um, to them, "Murderers!" and it's all caps. And all Favor heard in her mind was, "You're a fairy." <laughs> and so we have all caps, Tamlin. We have all caps, Tamlin. Probably not. For well, the that first man has time. a lot of anger issues. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yes. So obviously the wards that were on the threshold of the house don't work. And Feyre thinks that they're just as good as cobwebs against him. <laughs> so was so the iron. You got got. What did they trade for that? I can't remember. I think he traded 
his stuff. Carvings. Mm. Just like whatever. That's unfortunate. I think she'd be more mad about it if she like gave like real money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, I truly don't think that she really believed in it. And no. then, like, ha- watching that happen, she's like, oh, well, I was right. Yeah. Yay for me. Now I'm going to die. <laughs> God, can you imagine, like, in this stressful situation, you still, like, go back to your head and be like, little just little. Yeah. Um, quote, I dared a glance over my shoulder. My sister screamed, kneeling against the wall of the hearth. My father crouched in front of them, another body for me to defend. Stupidly, I took another step towards the ferry, keeping the table between us fighting the shaking in my hand. My bow and quiver were across the room, past the beast. I'd have to get around him to reach the ash arrow and buy myself enough time to fire it. But I do like um, how in the midst of chaos, her brain is still thinking of a way to survive and how to get her family out. And this helps her definitely later on in her new found life especially starting at the end of this book with all the the things that she has to do i think she's very good at um kind of not taking herself out of the situation but she thinks about it like logically like yeah i'm not even gonna think about not that she's not thinking about death as an option but she's like these are the things i'm going to be like do yeah like i'm not I'm going to go down swinging kind of a thing. Yeah. And she does that later on too, where she's just like, this is, I'm just going to, I'm doing what I have to do. This is what I have to do. And I'm going to do it. And yeah. if I don't, I'm going to die. And it's, it is what yeah. it is. It's like fearless almost. Um, and like, she becomes like a fly on her own wall or she can like take herself out and like look at everything and kind of like work it out. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. strong. And so, the beast yells murderers at them all again. And Pharaoh's father from behind babbles and goes, please, whatever we have done, we did so unknowingly. And, and then Nesta, Nesta says, we, we, we didn't kill anyone. And she's choking on her sobs and she's got her arms lifted over her head, kind of using her iron bracelet to like, I don't know, protect her in some kind of way. And Pharaoh's like, like that would do anything against this creature. And it's odd to see Nesta this way. What do you mean? Just after reading Silver Flames, it's just so odd to see her in this light. Like see her crying and like upset? See her not being strong. Yeah. Because after, I guess what's stuck in my head is her being just badass. Yeah. Um... And so, like, going back to this, like, everybody starts somewhere. And it's just it's just interesting to see her in this light after reading I think how there far are she some comes. things that obviously, like, happen and occur to her that, like, help her become stronger. Um, because, like, right now, I, I mean, I think out of the three of them, right now, Feyre is the strongest of the sisters. Um, I'm interested... In, in hearing if Elaine is a strong person too, which I guess is like a not kind thing to say to her. Cause I think she is strong. She was able to like stab that guy, but she's a wet blanket right now. <sighs> yeah. For I just don't how many books love her. But I think like you, I think later on, even in this chapter, you see a little bit of Nesta's strength as well. And they also, I do think they underestimate Elaine. Again, we don't know her whole story, mm-hmm. but like, because Feyre makes a comment of like, well, she's she's going to protect Elaine, I think because they think that she can't protect herself. Yeah. 
where Nesta knows that Favor can protect herself. Yeah. And also, Nesta, as much as she is crying and, like, has her arm up like she's trying to defend herself against the creature with that stupid bracelet, like, she also would go down swinging. I don't think... Oh, yeah, for sure. As much as she's crying and doing that right now, I think if push came to shove in this moment, she would go before, like... Before Elaine. For sure. And that would be it. I mean, also, she truly thinks that Iron does something, so, like... Yeah. She's (laughs) thinking... That awkward. What she's doing is is gonna help. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! So Feyre takes the moment <clears throat> that they're talking to snatch a dinner knife off the table, and she snaps at the beast and says, "Get out! Get out! And be gone!" <laughs> <laughs> So the beast bellows at her in response <clears throat> and left his neck open. So Feyre took the opportunity and hurled her hunting knife at him and blindingly flat fast, the beast slashed out a paw and snapped at her face. He could have killed her, but he didn't. And it was almost like a warning. I underlined that. He could have killed you, but he didn't. But he didn't. But did you die? And then later on, she's going to be like, yes, actually, actually I yeah, did. I did die. <laughs> I died. <laughs> Elaine and Nesta are weeping and they're praying to, quote, whatever long forgotten gods might still be skulking around. Yeah. Well, and that, I mean, when you're faced with something and that's a terrifying you situation to be in. You reach out. But even, even when you're in a situation that you have no control over, you... It actually makes me think of a Taylor Swift song. Makes you pray. Not all the time, but there are people out there that like that's when they they go when they're desperate is yeah. I'm saying some prayers, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, so Tamlin. Did I say you could speak? Oh my god. <laughs> Jeez. Tamlin yells out, who killed him? Who's and Tamlin? Like, we don't know. Who's my wife? <laughs> Um, he sets a paw on the table. I liked how this was described, how he like sets a paw on the table and the table groans beneath him just because like of his strength um, and his claws embed in the wood one by one. So just like That's visualizing weird. that for me was kind of terrifying. Remember when he stabbed himself with his own claw? <laughs> no. When yeah. does he do that? <laughs> he got so mad. He was like, something happened. He gets so mad and his claws came out when his hand was on his face. Oh, <laughs> you guys no. don't remember that? No, dumbass. <laughs> I'm he, literally he has like, I'm just gonna issues I, and truly should go talk to someone. I'm just gonna about bitch it. my way through this book. Oh. I kind of hope, and this is probably an unpopular opinion. I kind of hope that he gets his own redemption arc. I hope he does too. I mean, I he hope he started too in Wings and Ruin. I just don't think it was enough for me. <laughs> I just, think I would he's agree. Down a I really lost path. Yeah. Oh, yes. for sure. And I think that um, I want to see him successful. Like yes, I want to see yes. him be a I better think person. That, yeah. Um, as much as like this is the kind of Beauty and the Beast retelling, I think that like him in the last book when they're like he's always in his beast form, and I'm like that's going to be the Beauty and the Beast retelling. Where what if it's what if he's made with Elaine? I would. <laughs> I don't know. That's just like too. I don't wouldn't want to like flowers date someone. Oh! Engaged to my sister. Springtime gardens. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a but lot of speculation about that because of um Lucian, how she even no. said she goes, he needs somebody uh, she, better. Fear is like Elaine would be would like thrive here. 
She does like think that. Nessa does, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feyre, I think. Oh, well, okay. I guess they, they both. I think they both do. Just like but me. it is Not noted. Cassian, though. Got you. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that is me. Yeah, I don't do well I with Colin. that. <clears throat> so Feyre takes a step forward, which I'm just saying, that's brave. I don't know if I would take a step forward after thinking about the vil- visualization of his claws embedding in the wood. Is it brave table. or is it reckless? Both, maybe. <laughs> it's reckless. Um, <laughs> so Tamlin sniffs at them and she notices that his eyes were green and flecked with amber. I'm like, who's God, Amber? So why dreamy. is it why is she in his eyes? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> You're so strange. I know. Uh, and Feyre asks, killed who? And he growls, the wolf. Can Did you any... do an impression for me? Of the wolf? Just say the wolf, but how he would say, how he would growl it. So I was literally just going to say, like, did anyone else in their head envision his voice, like, as the wolf kind of different? Like, and I don't know if it's just because of, like, Twilight. (laughs) This is so weird. But, like, when they are shapeshifted into wolves in Twilight, their voices are, like, kind of echoey and... And like, no, I did not think of that. I, I did. I would assume that his voice is different and more wolfish than hu- he's not like a wolf, human. He? He's a, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's melded together. I think he's just a little more rough. That's all I'm saying. It's not like a wolf, the but like wolf. it's a little bit more <laughs> that wolfish than human. Um, this time reading it, I didn't realize this is how I pictured it. So I was wondering if you guys did too. I don't picture like his mouth actually moving. I kind of picture it almost like telepathic. Yes. Hmm. Yes, exactly. That's because it was like, that's how the wolves communicate in Twilight. It's all telepathically. So it's like this echoey, like very ominous, like, yes, that is how I, I, yeah picture to be honest i tend to not think of twilight ever i agreed with that and i thought he was speaking well i don't i I didn't specifically think of twilight but like now that i'm that's just the comparison that i just came up with but like in my head as i was reading it i was like i viewed this telepathically like i don't truly i don't even know if i i don't know if i thought anything yeah he's like yeah like his mouth is not moving he like they're just hearing that's how i pictured it what he's saying like voldemort yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the wolf. Ooh. But like echoey. Sexy. And then Feyre just keeps her chin up and goes, a wolf? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? What wolf are you? I've like, never seen a wolf in my life. I've never seen a wolf before. A wolf? Don't know her. <laughs> I love that he like elaborates on this. She doesn't go like, here. You know what wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he like snarls back. A large wolf with a gray coat. <laughs> And so Farah's like, well, she knew that fairies couldn't lie, which is a lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then she thought in her head, like, well, would he know if I lied? So she knew that they couldn't escape this situation that they were in with fighting their way through it. Clearly, after she threw the knife and his reflexes immediately just like knocked that shit out of the way. Um but there were other ways. There were other ways that they could try. Uh, so, like, what payment could they offer in exchange? And so she's like, if it was mistakenly killed, what payment could we offer? And she told herself as she was saying this, like, 
this is a nightmare. I'm going to wake up like I fell asleep next to the fire and it's all going to be over. Unfortunately, it's not a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it's the beginning to all of her dreams coming true. I'm just saying this is accurate. accurate. And mine, because I get Cassian in my life. (laughs) And mine, because we get Reese and he's just okay. So the beast (laughs) lets out a bark that could have been a bitter laugh. Serious? (laughs) No, that's a different series. Oh, thanks. Okay. The payment you must offer is the one demanded by the treaty between our realms. He's a big fat liar is what he is. I'm just saying. So Feyre is like for a wolf. And she remembers having a vague memory of being read the treaty during her childhood lessons. And there's a teeny tiny bit about the treaty on the Akatar wiki. So it says here, the treaty is an agreement signed by the mortal queens and the high fae that keeps the peace between them. And the terms are humans can kill as many fairies as they like and go unpunished. Fairies may not take humans as slaves. Fairies may not attack and kill humans. And the book of breathings was split between the fairies and mortals. So Tamlin's a big fat liar here saying that, um, that there's, that there's an offer that must happen because she killed this wolf, which is not true. So he asked who killed the wolf again. And then Farah finally admits she did. And he doesn't believe her. He immediately looks to the sisters uh, and then back to Farah. And in Farah's mind, she's thinking, well, he's looking over me because of like how scrawny I am. He like doesn't think that I could have killed it. Um, but Elaine is weeping. We didn't kill anything. And Nesta hushes sharply through her own sobbing please please spare us which yeah like it is like thinking back to i don't know she just has so nesta just has so much growth from Mm -hmm. now until silver flames that like it's it's just bizarre to read like tiffany said like it's bizarre to read nesta this way Mm -hmm. um she's just stuck in my head as a warrior like, yeah, that's, that's there's a lot is. of people that disagree with you guys. I'm not one of them. Really? Obviously, I love Nesta. There's a lot of people that don't think that they think that she's still not a kind human. Well, she's not a human anymore. Well, she's not like I the mean, kindest person on the kind planet, human. but she's not who she was. <laughs> right. You know, well, what I'm saying is that also you have like changed. you have like nothing from the end of that book where she really was fucking trying you know, we have nothing after that. So yeah. how can you even say that when you don't even know her future storyline? Yeah. Bogus. Well, you know, I am a Nesta Stan, as the kids would yes, say these days. Yes, we understand. So. We understand. The- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Fair is like, they're literally, they're going to let me take the fall for this. But like, I don't think she was really expecting it to be any different than how it's playing out. Um, I also think that her sisters don't think as fast as she does. So uh, so nobody's doing anything. So she's like, okay, I have to do this. Because she's like, let's she, get out of this. She, I wouldn't say she's taking the fall for it because she did it. She's She is the one that took the wolf or killed the wolf. Yeah. So like, No, but that's like the I, words out of the book, though. She's like, oh, they're letting me take the fall for this. And it's yeah. like, but you did it. <laughs> I, think she, I think she jumps to... 
I think she jumps to conclusions really fast because everything's always on her, but she doesn't know what her sisters are thinking. Well, and I, th- I think part of it too is that, and, and I can understand from like a Feyre's point of view where you might have people in your life where like you're the more independent person. So like other people are, do more things for like yeah, I get Elaine, it. like look at that. So Nessa does more things for Elaine because Nesta looks at Feyre and knows that she's more independent and she can do those things, Mm -hmm. which is also not great for Elaine. Well, like it's not great for Elaine because then you're not giving her the chance to like be an independent person and do things for herself. Helplessness. Um, But like Feyre also sees it and is like, well, she just doesn't care about me because she's doing all these things for Elaine. When it's really like, no, Nesta can see that like you're you can do this. And we need to protect her more so. Like, that's why she's doing it. Not because she doesn't care for her. Uh, Miscommunication. Isn't it great? Yeah. Hate it. (laughs) Um, So their father gets up to his feet and kind of like bobbles from the pain in his leg. And Feyre knows that he was going to like try to, which... Guys, I kind of, I kind of like their dad, and I know that that's not a popular opinion, but like, I really do think that he was going to try to come. At this yeah. moment in time, he was he was going to try to help her in some way, whether it was just by sacrificing himself for her. Uh, but she doesn't let him try, and she just immediately is like, "No, I killed it. I sold its hide at the market today. If I had known it was a fairy." I wouldn't have touched it. And Tam Tam calls him out, calls her out on that and is like, uh, you're a liar. You knew that it was a fairy. You would have been more tempted to slaughter it if you had known it was one of my kind. And she doesn't deny it. She's like in her mind. She's just like, true, true, true. Yep. Yep. And <laughs> then she just says, can you blame me? And he asked if he attacked her. Did he provoke her? And she just said, no. But she said if she had known that he had been a fairy, then it would have been deserved. Oof. I think this is how he knows. He's like, ooh, she's got true hate in her heart. Let me take her back and, like, see if she'll fall in love with me. Let's break this spell. Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) His hair looks clean. Isn't that what he says to her? What? Or is that someone else? (laughs) You've got clean hair. Is that her or is that a different book? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's how he compliments her. Your hair's clean? I swear. Oh, I think he does later. Like yeah. when she's there. And uh, Lucy's like, he does. smooth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't remember. See, I don't remember a lot. Only um, read it once, so. So, the firelight shone upon his exposed fangs, and Feyre wondered how exposed. they would feel on her throat. Which is yeah, an interesting yeah, thought do. to think. Yeah, you well, do. I think I no, I think it's more so like her dying and him biting her thing. Yeah. Because I don't think she No, everything holds a in lot this of book value is over sexual. Right <laughs> so she's like, I'm gonna die. That's probably one way I'm gonna do it. Not going to do it, but that's probably one way that it could happen with him biting my throat out. Yeah, because then I mean her mind goes down an even darker path thinking about like how loud her sisters would scream before they died too. So it's like, it's just sad. She literally tells them later and she goes, just take me outside. So my family doesn't have to see it. Cause she thinks yeah. she's not going to be killed. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> no death by orgasm. Oh <laughs> <Truly>. my God. <laughs> Truly. 
Doesn't he like? Doesn't he bite her neck? Doesn't he yeah. pin her against yeah. the wall and bite her neck? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm here for that. That's after she meets the love of her life. Truth, truly, though, true. the most beautiful human she's ever, or the be- most beautiful male she's ever seen. Male, male, male. Here's the male that never fails. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes, I want a whale. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So Farah knew Nesta would buy Elaine as much time as she could to run because that is who Nesta is. Uh, She would not help their father because she resented him. And she wouldn't help Farah just because she knew Farah could fight her own battles. This is what Farah's thinking. Yes. I don't love the way that's worded, but I don't. I've already said it like five times, but I, how I think, which is yeah. similar to what she thought, but it is. I do. I don't think Nesta would have helped Feyre because she feels that Feyre can fend for herself. Correct. It's almost like and that, and I don't mean of. that. Look, and I don't want it to be in a negative way. And I think right now Feyre kind of thinks of thinks it, of it in a negative, negative way, yeah. but that's not how definitely Nesta right, right. would be thinking Means about it. it. Yeah, she's yeah. like Elaine needs my help more, so yeah, protect her yeah. first. So Pharaoh again asks the beast, what is the payment the treaty requires? And he says, a life for a life. Any unprovoked attacks on fairy kind by humans are to be paid only by human life in exchange. Which is a big old freaking lie. And Nesta and Elaine go quiet. And Pharaoh just says, I didn't know. I didn't know about that part of the treaty. And she's just thinking again in her head, fairies can't lie. This is true. This is what the, <laughs> this is what the treaty says. But they can lie, my high lady. They can. And she, he says, most of you mortals have chosen to forget that part of the treaty, which makes punishing you far more enjoyable. She's so like trying to be a badass, like trying to be like, yeah, I'm going to put you in your place. But actually, I'm just going to take you back to my place and make you fall in love with me so that I can get this mask off my face. So Farah <laughs> began shaking at this point out of fear and asked him to just do it outside, not inside because she didn't want her family to have to wash away her blood and gore. Even if he, le- if, she, if he even let them live, cause in her mind, she's not even sure. Like, is he really just going to kill me or is he going to kill me and then kill them? Um, so yeah. Ugh. I love that for her. Do I love you? that journey for her. <laughs> she has, a, I mean, it's tumultuous. She has a rough Listen time. Of you, it. that's I, like a five point word there, baby cakes. Almost said that she has a rough ride. Um, but you know, it and it's kind of from where we see, it's not too bad for her, you know. She's all right, she's doing all right for herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough getting there, but you know. Um, so Tamlin laughs and he says, you're willing to accept your fate so easily. Um, and then he tells her, because you had the nerve to request where you're going to be killed, I'll let you in on a secret. He says, Prithian must claim your life in some way for the life you took from it. So as a representative of the immortal realm, I can either gut you like a swine or you can cross the wall and live out the remainder of your days in Prithian. What if she was like, I vote to be swine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Do you, did you think about the fact that he says that to her and um, she doesn't have much longer as a human in Corinthians lands? It's like less than a year. That's Jeez. true. So I'm like, ooh, I'm like, you're going to die soon. 
You get but then the you're going to get better. <laughs> much better. You get resurrected, basically, and you're much stronger. True that. And you got cool ears. <laughs> and cool tattoos. The better cool to tattoos. hear you with, my dear. <laughs> so Pera's like, uh, what? Like, she's totally just ready to walk to her death outside. Uh, and also, I don't think it would be even much better to her in this point in time than death to go live in Prithian. <laughs> um, and so Tamlin continues slow as if she's stupid. That's what she thinks. And he says, you can either die tonight or offer your life to Prithian by living in it forever, forsaking the human realm. And right away, their father says, do it, go. Um, and Feyre doesn't look at him and she's like, well, where am I supposed to live? Because in her head, she's thinking every, or she, I think she says this out loud, every inch of Prithian is lethal to them. So I literally wrote like, jokes in my book. Jokes. <laughs> hmm. Like, what is she supposed to do? Go over there and then just get killed by whatever beast she's heard of through legends and all that. So Tamlin's like, well, I have lands and I would let you live on them. I'd grant you permission to. I got lands. I got lands. Huge tracks of land. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't no. know. I nope. hate you. What is it from? Monty what Python and the Holy Grail. He's Never talking about him. the lady's chest piece. Yes. Oh and he's God. like, she's got huge tracks of land. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Feyre says, why would you even bother? So then Tamla goes back into snarl mode and she, he's like, you murdered my friend. You skinned him. You sold him. You said he deserved it. And then you have the nerve to question me trying to be generous to you. So he's spinning everything in his favor, really, because he's already lied to her. His his end goal is bring you back to Prithian in the hopes that this curse can break, right? Uh, Feyre doesn't back down. She's like, you know, you didn't have to mention that loophole. You could have just killed me. But I think you're pretty. <laughs> right. Um. So Tamlin says it's foolish of him to forget that humans have such low opinions of them. Do you humans no longer understand mercy? And he's super close to her. His fangs are like inches from her throat, foreshadowing for later. And he <laughs> says, let me make this clear for you, girl. You can either come live at my home in Prithian, offer your life for the wolves in that way, or you can walk outside right now and be shredded to ribbons. Your choice. <clears throat> I hate that descriptor. Always. And she uses it so much. So much. I, it just is gross. Ribbons. Shredded to ribbons. But I mean, I think that's what they literally do. I know. But I just don't want to envision it. But, you know. Yep. Gory ribbons. So again, Feyre's father comes. <laughs> Gory ribbons. <laughs> to try and like help. She uses it when talking about like their wings getting shredded oh yeah that's see that's probably the where it fits the most to me because that's how it looks in my head yeah oh, gory yeah. ribbon but yeah it's just Loading unsettling down. so here comes her dad and he asked tamlin to spare her and he's trying to say he says she is all she is all and that's all she can get out before tamlin roars so like he knows obviously how important Feyre is to them how much she has done for them Mm -hmm. um, and if she goes, uh, I don't know how much they're going to survive. You know, I'd be thinking that too. See, I just heard her dad, like I, her dad knows something. 
Yeah. He's dead now, so. He knew something. He knew something. Um, Maybe her mom's not her mom. I was thinking her mom is somebody important. I know. Yeah, I no. agree. Or something. I feel, here's my thing, There's though, with something that. with their history. I, I feel like we would have known by now. What if she, she was originally one of was the only going to do three books and then continued writing them? So, like, wouldn't you have known? Like, wouldn't that have come out in the first three books? Well, there's, like, Maybe. nothing on their mom, so she can do whatever Reese's she wants. Reese's mom, dad, and sister don't have names. Not, Not yet. I don't think Papa she's ever going to give us a last name either. She like was talking about it. She's like, Meh, maybe I'll just say it one day. Like after the series. I is mean, over. that's up to her. Um, I don't know. I will uh-huh. say that there's something I think at the end of this chapter that I will point out. It'll be, huh? Interesting. Okay. Don't forget. Can't wait. No, I literally wrote it in my notes. Oh, good. Um, so Tamara, Tamron, Tamlin cuts <laughs> her father off with a roar. And I think this is kind of sweet. Wait, can uh, you roar for us, please? <clears throat> roar. Yes. <laughs> uh, favorite things. Hearing those few words he'd managed to get out, the effort he'd made, it was like a blade to my belly. Because she doesn't get anything from her dad ever. And here he is mm-hmm. actually trying to give a shit for a second. So Tamlin mm-hmm. calls for silence and... Pharaoh's father still keeps trying to go and he's like, I can get gold, which is complete crap because dudes, you they've can't. been poor for so long. Yeah, there's no <laughs> yeah. way you're just like grappling but like, for your life. Of course you would say that. Right, totally. Um, and Tamlin snaps back and this is a sick burn. He's like, how much is your daughter's life worth to you? Ooh. Do you think mm. that equates to a sum? Which is like, I don't think Ooh. that's his intention at all, but he just like made it this no. horrible yeah. thing that her dad had said when that's not what the point was. He's totally manipulating the situation in yeah. his favor. So Nessa still has Elaine behind her. Uh, Favor can see like she's monitoring every single move that Tamlin makes, which I feel is like more of how we know Nesta now. Mm-hmm. Um, and when her dad didn't reply, Favor dares to take another step closer. And she's just thinking she has to get him out of the way, get him away from her family. Any hope of escaping like right now? not looking too good the only way she's going to be able to do it is if she like sneaks up on him if she makes him think that she's docile um so she doesn't have any choice but to go right now in order to hopefully save herself and save her family so she's thinking later i might find the opportunity to kill him or at least hurt him enough so that i can get away so and then she's thinking as long as the fairies don't find me again they can't hold me to the treaty even if that made her a cursed oath breaker, which I thought was funny because she's going to be a curse breaker. Yeah. <laughs> I literally boxed that sentence in my notes. I was like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. But by leaving to her, she's breaking the most important promise that she's ever made. And she's thinking that has to trump an ancient treaty that I personally never signed. So she just goes, when do we go? And that's, that's first of all, you were already going to go to your death. And now yeah. this is like a different type of death to you. It's a lot of bravery. Well, and I think that's part of the reason why she's like almost, it's almost like a calm with her is like, because at the beginning of this book, she's so desperately hungry and she kind of has in the back of her mind that like, she's not, she's not long for this world. 
And then this whole situation happens and it almost kind of speeds it up. And she's like, I almost like she kind of knew she wasn't long for this world. And now this is happening. So she's like, I always was kind of prepared for, yeah, if, she, for me to be dead or just ready. to die. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm just going to go along with this. So my family isn't hurt. More so like, I'd rather go. She's thinking like, take me and like leave them and don't let them see me get killed and don't hurt them and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Any hoosies. So the beast moves and favor thinks um, he's walking outside, but he actually goes to the quiver with the arrows. He takes the ash arrow. He snaps it in half and he throws those pieces into the fire. And then he utters one word. Now, I don't know if he said it like that, but <laughs> that's how I pictured it. So favor can't look at her sisters as she's getting ready to leave while they're still crouched on the ground. Um, so she looks at her father, or does, who has tears in his eyes. Then she kind of like looks at their cabinets and the flowers that she had painted on them. Um, and she's leaving now, so she didn't really want to think about like where she was going or like what would happen to her. So she tells her father like what to do with the leftover meat. Obviously, eat the fresh stuff first, and then like turn the rest of it into jerky. It should last two weeks. They know how to do it. And her father tries to interrupt her, but she like doesn't let him and just goes on to say she left the money on the dresser. And if they were smart about spending, it, it would last them for like some time. Um, and then from the book, it says, I finally looked at my father again and allowed myself to memorize the lines of his face. She also tells them where to hunt in the spring for rabbits and to ask Isaac Hale how to make snares because she taught him how to. Um, I'm pretty sure that she doesn't see her father again until the, the war. Because when she goes home, he's not there. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like, this is really the last time that she sees her father until he's he dying. Yeah. yeah. Like, she, yeah. Yeah. It's very, well, it's sad, you know? Mm-hmm. So, her dad nods and she goes to follow the beast outside and then she turns to give her sisters, like, one last look. And then this is reading from the book. It says, Elaine mouthed my name, but kept cowering, kept her head down. So, I turned to Nesta whose face was so similar to my mother's, so cold and unrelenting. Whatever you do, I said quietly, don't marry Thomas Mandre. His father beats his wife and none of his sons do anything to stop it. Nesta's eyes widened, but I added, bruises are harder to conceal than poverty. Nesta stiffened, but said nothing. Both of my sisters said absolutely nothing as I turned towards the open door, but a hand wrapped around my arm, tugging me to to a, to what? I wrote that wrong. Tugging me to a stop. So her father stops her and tells her that basically like she's been too good for that place. She's been too good for them, for everyone. Um, and if she's ever able to get away, he wants her to never to return there. Mm. He's like, don't come back, go somewhere new and make a name for yourself, which she kind of does. Um, Literally. And like with leaving like her sisters and everything, I think that like, what is there to say? There's right. nothing that's going to make this be stop them, stop him from taking her. I think that's part of the reason why they're silent. I think this whole thing was very traumatic and that's also why they're silent. But you also have to remember too, with Nesta, like she's about to break up with Thomas anyways. And then he's a grade a jackass and does what he does. Um, but she also like hires that woman to go after her and like tries to get her, which I think should be noted. Mm-hmm. So anyways, with the book again, it says beyond the beast was just a shadow a life for a life, but what if that life offered as payment also meant losing three others? The thought alone was enough to steal me, anger me. So she's also thinking, not even of her own life, she's thinking about her sisters and her dad, and like really what's going to happen to them because their main source of being able to eat 
is leaving, but also they all do care about her. I think at this point in their lives, there's a lot of struggle that is happening. Um, so they do, they will miss her or whatever, you know, and it's more than her being the hunter of the family. Mm-hmm. So Farrah is then thinking of the promise to look after her family that she made to her mother and how her father doesn't know that she made that promise. Um, so she like turns and leaves and follows the beast into the night. Um, so, and also the thing about is in the next chapter, that's what it was with like magic, mm. but yeah, she's, she's gone. Bye. That's, that's <laughs> it. She's left. Mm. On to bigger and better things. Starting a new chapter. <laughs> Literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. All right, friends. You can find your hosts, myself and Meg, on Instagram at the Petrus Family. Tiff is on Instagram at Tiff Swish underscore Flick, and Sarah's on Instagram at O'Malley, and that's with three H's. Awesome. Well, that was a fun ride. Just keep singing Beauty and the Beast to yourself, and we'll all get through this. Tale as old as time. Song as old as rhyme. So, thank you for listening and for your support. We appreciate you all so very much. Take care, and remember, only you can decide what breaks you.